Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Vibbert, and with me this week is Jessica Worski. Hello. And just in case you guys haven't listened to us before, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each news episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion with us. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in a few seconds with our new release reviews for the week. I got some sleep and I needed it Not a lot, just a little bit Someone's always trying to keep me from it It's a crying shame It's a royal pain in the neck I'm just trying to get by Alright, and we're back with our new releases for the week First one we're going to talk about is Doctor Who, The Time of the Doctor Which was the Christmas special this year for Doctor Who It's going to be coming out Tomorrow, March 4th, on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, so by the time you listen to this, it'll have come out yesterday. So timey-wimey, time travel going mm-hmm. on there for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Doctor Who a lot. Uh, this episode was actually the one where the current Doctor, Matt Smith, actually left the show and, his, and the Doctor regenerated into who the new Doctor will be played by now, Peter Capaldi. I really enjoyed the special. I thought it was really well done. Uh, it was uh, shedding a few tears there at the en- at the end of of it, because Matt Smith was the the doctor, the actor who played the doctor that got me in to d- the show Doctor Who. So I was sad to, to see him go, but uh, I'll be glad to see him and other things that he'll be working on and whatnot as well. Uh, yes, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Stanford and I talked about this a little bit when it was on TV. Yeah, around, I heard that episode. Yeah. yeah, like back around December, but so it's 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 that same special. But the the bonus features that are on the Blu-ray are uh, behind the lens, which is about 15 minutes, and it kind of uh, goes into not too in depth, but enough where it shows you how they shot the episode and filmed it and the different sets and kind of like like what it was like for Matt Smith to to bid farewell to playing the Doctor. So that was pretty awesome to check out. There's a Tales from the TARDIS, which is about 45 minutes, and that's, it's it's a part of the, that same series that they did, which was the the Doctors Revisited. It's got the same opening to it and whatnot, and it kind of goes into, like, these talking heads with uh, not all of the Doctors, a few of them have passed away, but enough of them talking about, like, their time playing the character and how it changed their life and what they would recommend to future people playing the Doctor and whatnot. So it's pretty cool to check that out. I would definitely say if, if you are a fan of Doctor Who, so if you were to be buying this Blu-ray, you'd, you would want to watch that. Uh, and then the last thing that's on there is a another 45-minute special, which is called Farewell to Matt Smith, and it recounts the seasons of the show that he played the Doctor. So th- these are all really great things to check out on here. I, I really enjoyed them, especially... Just because, like I said, Matt Smith was, is my doctor. So, if you were a Doctor Who fan, definitely pick this up. Well, I, I, I am. I am just not in the Doctor Who know at all. And what? So, what is it that first drew you into to it? Is there? I don't even really know the premise. I see that it's kind of like you know that. Uh, cultish following or what you know people really are people love it but i don't really know much about it it's uh it's about a 
2,000-year-old alien who has a, a box that time travels, and he has a companion with him, and they go on adventures. Wow. That sounds actually much more interesting than I thought. And he fights, he fights these different aliens along the way, like the Daleks and Cybermen and various other things. It's, pr- it's pretty cool. The, and when he, whenever he, quote-unquote, dies, he regenerates into another version of himself played by by a new actor so oh that's so, smart and the show just celebrated its 50th anniversary last year so holy moly yeah so it's kind of kind of a nice thing that whenever one actor wants to leave the show they can they keep basically can go on forever because the doctor can just turn into a new person oh wow but yeah so that's cool yeah i think i i remember it was on netflix instant and i remember just constantly hearing other people talking about it. And season five, I think, was the only one that might have been on Netflix at the time, or it was, like, the only one that was in HD, so that's why I started watching that version. So I watched all of season five at that time, and then eventually I went back with my wife and watched seasons one through four and all the specials. So I watched Chris Reckles and David Tennant. But, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and... Unless uh, you're one of the people that like likes to wait for the, the big box, that's I would say pick this up. Otherwise, you're not gonna be able to ch- check this out in Blu-ray until whenever I guess Series Eight would come out, and that hasn't even aired on TV. So I say mm. if you if you don't want to wait too long for it, pick this up. It's usually like twelve to fourteen dollars for like the the specials by themselves. So, but the the next one is is animated. It is the Adventures Brothers season five, and I remember when we had George on the show way back for our Adult Swim episode, we talked about Adventure Brothers, and I had never seen it before at that time, so I started watching it. Uh, it was I'm only still in season one, but when I got this, I I checked out a, a few of the episodes so I would know what I was talking about, and it looks fantastic on Blu-ray. As usual, animation looks looks fantastic in HD. So it really lends the the medium of animation definitely lends itself to you know high definition. And then what's funny is that there's a a band in the show called Shallow Gravy, and the 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 Blu-ray actually came with a CD soundtrack of there. So oh, I thought, that's I thought so that was cool. pretty funny. And I think that's what's going to be happening with the current season of Archer. They're doing a thing where they're going to release a soundtrack. Because one of the characters is trying to be a, a country music singer. So well, trying. whatever. Bo- I think the key to selling product is, in this day and age is extra. So whatever yeah. bonus stuff you can include. Yeah. So yeah, there's the episodes that are on here. There's about twelve, and then, like I said, that CD, and then it also comes with uh, Ultraviolet. So if you like ultraviolet you can check that out and then there's two specials on here which are halloween special and then there's kind of like a vh1 behind the music special kind of thing for shallow gravy uh there's commentaries on every episode with doc hammer and jackson public and then there's deleted scenes as well that's very cool if you are a huge fan of venture brothers i would definitely say pick this up because the last time they put a blu-ray out was like two or three years ago so Definitely check those out. Those both that I talked about today come out on the fourth, so they're now available by the time you're listening to this. So definitely check those out if you're interested. 
We will be back in a few seconds with our main topic, which is our new section for the week. So I'll see you guys in a few seconds. back with the news for the week the first thing we're going to talk about is a few different topics pertaining to frozen uh the first one is that frozen just joined the one billion dollars club at the box office Ooh. so it joins the rank of only 10 other i want to say 10 other films that have done this before what lion we... king i know uh, it's still just under Toy Story 3 for for being the top grossing animated film of all time. Mm. So what do you think about that? I think that it'll probably pass it too, especially with all this. I, I'm not sure if they're counting the sing-along right. as part of the original release or if it's considered a re-release, but I think that as considering I don't think they've opened in China. I know they haven't opened in Japan. I think it will surprisingly pass up Toy Story 3. And Disney movies always do huge in China, Japan, so... This one, too, it's it, it's not like it reminds me of anime, but it's it's very emotional and it's very artistic and the beautiful landscape, I think that yeah. I think that their audience will really eat it up for sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm pretty surprised that it has gone this high so far, but... and. The thing, the thing with that too is that it's of a few of films in that top ten that aren't that isn't a prequel or a sequel to something else. So it, the fact that it's an original film and it's that high up is is pretty awesome as well. So well, yeah, like uh, yeah. for a long time, The Lion King was up there. Oh yeah, yeah. So at the top of the list. I, I think the animated films that are on there right now are. Like at the top of it are the Lion King, Toy Story three, now this. Uh, Monsters University did pretty well this year, but it, it didn't get up into the billions. Despicable Me too, I know. Oh yeah, Despicable Me too. Uh, Shrek, I, I want Shrek two is the highest grossing Shrek film, and I, hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that we'll get into that a little bit later. With yeah, there's with more the to say about Shrek today. Uh, and also. Talking about Frozen, uh, it won the Oscar last night for Best Animated Feature. Yes, it did. And it was really, um, I guess it wasn't unexpected. I mean, a lot of people had predicted it, but I still think it's, in some ways, I, I wouldn't have been too surprised if they'd gone a more artistic r- route and chosen one of the more, you know, art, artistic side, like indie kind of films. Um yeah. Because it's a big blockbuster and and it's Disney and it's super Disney. Lots of singing, lots of two princesses. You know, I don't know. I was yeah. pleasantly two princes, surprised at the Academy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I saw um, a little clip with him, uh, who plays Jonathan Han- Groff. Han- no, Hans. who plays Hans? And he said oh. he when he grew up when he was growing up he always wanted to be a Disney prince and he also wanted to be a Disney villain and in this oh, way yeah. he got to be both, which is really cool. Spoiler alert! 
Yeah, but um, I think Frozen, I I shouldn't say it deserves it over all of them. I've seen Despicable Me 2, and I can't even remember the full list, but I've seen, I think, half of them. And so I, I shouldn't say that it definitely deserves it, but I, I absolutely loved Frozen, and I think that they their reworking of it was beneficial, and I think it's beautiful, and uh, I'm very happy that Disney has another... You know, best yeah. picture, best animated feature under their belt. Not Pixar either, because Pixar usually gets it. So yeah. it's really uh, cool to see Walt Disney get it. This was actually the first time Walt Disney Animation Studios got a best animated feature film. Yeah, Oscar. because they haven't been doing that category for yeah. that long. So I don't remember when they started it, but I know Beauty and the Beast won it, right? But that's a different company kind of thing. Or Yeah, well, it was... His, they had, like... That was... Nominated. Or no, Beauty and the Beast was actually nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And, you know what? My, but in any case, I'm I was happy to see Walt Disney Animation Studios take it home because I know Pixar has a lot of them and yeah. Pixar deserves a lot of them. But and sure. Pixar did get snubbed because Monsters University certainly deserved to be nominated. It was an excellent film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I still think that that should have been nominated. I'm, it was so creative. I mean, it was so good. It was. I don't know. Yeah. But Pixar was actually was pretty well kind of, you know, shown last night too because with the little bit of the montages that they did with uh, the animated heroes, they showed a lot of Pixar films in that. Uh, Eleanor Generous was hosting, so he had Dory. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then there was a, a great Google commercial with audio from. Oh, it's Andrew Stanton. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Stanton's TED Talk. Uh, yeah. I thought that was He's great amazing. too. Uh, the the first animated film that won when they, they did the animated feature film for the first time was Shrek back in 2001. So. Okay, so there we go. Yeah, that makes sense then. And then for the Oscar-nominated short that won was Mr. Hugh Blow. And mm-hmm. that you, you're you going to be talking about that a little bit later, but that's actually the one that we can watch right now online. Last year we were able to watch all of them. You can yeah. even buy them on iTunes by this point, but... A few lucky people were able to go see them in theaters. I was not one of them, but there's one more. Also, uh, Daniel Seuss's Feral, and Cartoon Brew put out a story for it. You can you can okay. watch it for a dollar. You can buy it for two dollars. So that's okay. another one that you can watch. But I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah, and yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the the entire Mr. Hubel later. I've seen about four minutes of it so far, and then. Talk about gravity a little bit because of the amount of visual effects that were used for that film. I was I was just watching the the bonus features on the Blu-ray for this again, and the, basically the entire film was done in previs animation first. So like Alfonso Cuarón blocked everything and had everything set up so that when he went in and shot the scenes with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney that. Like, he had already had this all set up and whatnot. So it was cool to definitely to check out how that film was done and with that. And there's almost more animation in Gravity than some of the animated films that came out last year. Yeah, kind that's of funny. so funny. Yeah. But yeah, that, that film itself won seven Academy Awards last night. So congratulations to all the, the films that won last night. And... I can't wait to check out Frozen again when that comes out on Blu-ray too. Coming up soon. Yeah, and it, well, and it's on uh, digital right now, so you can check it out that way too. And I think Voodoo is the only way you can watch it in 3D at home right now too. 
It so. includes the new, the special too, with the um, behind the, the scenes uh, music video. The oh yeah, I guess the they had the making of the making of. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Jonathan day. Groff and uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Gad. Plays all of, yeah, and Josh and, Gad and, and Kristen oh. Bell. Oh, she's in it too. Awesome, she's great. Uh, and then I just want to talk about a little bit about the article that Stanford posted about a, a week ago uh, with his thoughts on what Disney should do next with Frozen. Did you get a chance to check his article, Jessica? Actually, I did not read his article. I thought that was more of just a topic. You know what? I, I need to read his article. I should read that. What did he What did he say we should do? Disney should do next with Frozen? Uh, his main points were, one, don't make a sequel. Oh, you know what? I did. I, I read part of it. Yeah, I remember him saying that, yes, don't make a sequel. Okay, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> or or a cheap quote, where, like a straight-to-DVD kind of early 2000s Disney kind of thing that they used to do. Uh, Mulan 2, Lion King 1 and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lion King one and a half is actually one of the rare ones that was pretty pretty good though. Uh, yeah, it just changed a lot of canon for yeah us Lion King fanatics. But uh, Cinderella two and three. Yeah. I remember ouch. watching those. Cinderella three made me upset because it made Cinderella two basically pointless, more so than it already was. I didn't see Cinderella two or three. I saw um, another really bad one was. Um, Oh, what was I just thinking of? No, actually, Kronk's New Groove, I I, I oh, liked that one. I actually did like that I actually that haven't one. seen Kronk's New Groove. I'll tell you. There's another... Oh, Little Mermaid 2, Return of the Sea. I didn't oh, yeah. care for that too much. Or Little Mermaid... Yeah. Little Mermaid 3, even though it's a prequel, Ariel's Beginning. I never saw that. I saw... A, um, Both of which are on Blu-ray right now, too. Beauty and the Beast and Chant of Christmas, I kind of like. Aladdin 2, Return of Jafar was... Oof. And Chain, was okay, actually. and Chain of Christmas is interesting because it's got that character in it that they never talk about in the movie, the like the Beauty and the Beast movie. And, and what's funny is that the entire movie takes place within that that montage during. Yeah, the during the, the bad guy. You mean the what was his name? Maestro or what? Yeah, the, the Tim Curry does the voice of like the the yeah. organ. And then yeah. there's there's like the little candle guy, and the and the, um. The angel that goes on top of the, the Christmas tree. Yeah, it's so it's so Christmas and, you know, it's so Disney. I don't know. I I liked it, but you know, it wasn't. It didn't really continue the plot. I think it tried yeah. to, but it really didn't. Yeah. So yeah, basically, Sanford doesn't want there to be a sequel to Frozen. Yeah, understandable. Uh, which, I can see how Disney definitely would be tempted to do that with, like we were saying, how well it's doing at the box office. But there's mm -hmm. there's definitely other ways they can capitalize on that, as such as the Broadway musical they've already talked about that they're developing. It's already got a website for it. It's oh wow! It already lends itself to that because of, of Bobby Lopez and Kristen Lopez, you know. Being oh yeah, and if you listen to the extended soundtrack, I mean they wrote thirty yeah. some songs for the film. So. I want to be surprised if like even though, like if it. The first time it like opened before like for the original cast, if they had Adina Menzel playing Elsa, and I don't know if they would be able to also get like Kristen Bell and Josh Gad and everybody else. But I'll, I'll, I would pay good money to see Adina Menzel's. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or or what was it? John Travolta called her last night. Uh, Adele Hazim. That's what he. Oh, yeah. That's what he said for her name. But, <laughs> 
She killed it last night. She yeah, it, it, it seemed like they cut part of the song up and it was going a little bit faster. So she was trying to catch up to how fast they were going. So, but for the first live, uh, you yeah. know, uh, release. I know she's done it live, but that was our first time to get to see it live. They had that one half a clip from D twenty three, but oh, yeah. I was just blown away. Like I, her voice is so crazy, and I'm just like so happy that the she you know that this was like her moment and she killed it yeah, that's pretty awesome and, the, and they did have the little pun uh, when they said oh, the wickedly awesome yeah because so she's healthy. yeah <laughs> i need i haven't really i've i have i want to see wicked too that's another thing i need to be more understanding of especially considering her role in it now i'm so into adina Ooh. uh and then the next thing is that Disney should build a ride for, like, a Frozen, basically, themed ride. Uh, there's actually kind of overlay them or make over the Maelstrom attraction at Epcot's Norway Pavilion at Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, this is this Stanford was talking about this. Anna and Elsa are actually already characters in the meet and greet at the pavilion. And then he was hoping that D Disney will design and build a new boat ride in the Fantasyland areas of their Magic Kingdom-style parks. Uh, and then he says that it definitely needs to be a boat ride. Um, <laughs> and his dream would be that they resurrect uh, Walt Disney's imaginary, charming, enchanted snow palace concept, but with a frozen overlay. Originally designed by for the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World by artist and imagineer extraordinaire Mark Davis, who... Also worked on early concepts of the the original Snow Queen film that Walt Disney ha had been working on himself, and they're actually going to be talking a little bit about that and showing some of these concepts on the the bonus features of the Frozen Blu-ray that's going to be coming out as well. So, Yeek. I, I would I would definitely check this right out, and they could you know pump in the air conditioning on, <laughs> on mm -hmm. it, you know, Especially when it's oh, it's a snow-themed area. I just think, uh, you know, it's funny too. Is I'm even thinking bigger. I've always wanted there to be a park in the middle of the United States, right. like a cold, cold-themed park, because I'm from Colorado, and so I've always thought oh, a winter park for Disney would be so cool. <laughs> Let's just make a frozen park, because it's that big of a movie. I work at Disneyland, and that is the number one question little kids ask me. Like, where is the Frozen ride? When is the Frozen yeah. ride going to be here? And the meet and greet section at Disneyland for Anna and Elsa is no matter what, rain or shine, at least four-hour wait. And oh, it is man. crazy. Like, people are – this is it. Like, this is this is the Lion King of right now. Like, I remember how big Lion King was. I remember the Lion King parade. The merchandise was insane. Like, this is – today's version of that and liking didn't get a ride in our park i don't think i don't think there's going to be probably a frozen ride anytime soon in disneyland but i am certain in disney world that something will come soon did they ever even do a lion king ride i mean they they have that like show at animal kingdom i've never been to disney world i'm i think there's a lot of lion king themed things at the animal kingdom yeah. that i've heard of case in point but... the tree of life <laughs> Yeah, but I've never, I've never been to Disney World. I would definitely want to go, but I'm not. I know that I know that that's where they have area to expand. We yeah. have none. We have no real estate. I mean, I think there's that tiny bit, like there's a very little tiny amount. I think that's still left there. I think I remember reading that, 
Like when the, they did the Cars Land expansion and it opened up. Yeah, and Cars Land took up a lot. It's as big as the rest of California Adventure, and it's it's really great. And it also that's another three to four hour line is our new amazing attraction, Radiator Springs Racers. But Frozen, I don't. I think that would like shut us down. If there was a Frozen <laughs> ride, I don't think people would ever like be able to get on it anyways because it would be like a twenty five hour wait. So I guess repurpose Blizzard Beach at, at Disney World the. The, oh, yeah, the winter-themed so water park, just make that all frozen. But like I said, I'm I'm down for them to start building a theme park in Colorado. I'll go. I'm ready. Winter Disney, yes. Put that into your, your employee comments yeah. box. Oh, that was yep. Weird. Yeah. So that's our our frozen news. And then the next bit is well, actually, there's a little bit more frozen. Uh, Disney launched their Disney Movies Anywhere app. Did you check that out yet? Yeah, I, I looked at it. I'm. I, I don't know if this is the same thing that I. I remember because we don't do cable at my house. We just have like Hulu and Netflix, and then we plug in our computer to the TV. And I remember that Disney was going to do an app. So I, this must be it that I was that I've been yeah. hearing about, and it looks really cool. And like you know, most any DV, even if you go and buy still the physical copy, they come with a streaming um, code. So, or a, or a, a you know a digital code, which yeah. before you would have to download the video, which is a big file. So now you have the capability to stream it, and I think this is brilliant, and I'm this is definitely going to take off huge. I'm almost surprised that there's not like a an app for this like on the main HUD for the Apple TV. It'll come. I yeah. guarantee it's coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, I guess... yeah, we use the Apple TV too. Yeah, I bet it'll be there. I mean, I guess they. They kind of incorporated through like the iTunes movie thing because any any film that you redeemed in iTunes was automatically added to it, as well as uh, some of the ones that I had through uh, Vudu were added to it as well. So that was nice because like there's some random ones that weren't on iTunes, like I think Sword in the Stone and Robin Hood. They didn't have digital copies on iTunes, but I could get them through Vudu for some reason. But Oh, in the cool. Disney Movies Anywhere app, they're all in there. And I was looking at it, I think I have like 52 <laughs> Disney movies on there. So Good for you. That is awesome. Yeah, mix, and it's a mixture of Marvel, uh, Pixar, and uh, Disney animated and oh, live yes, action Oh, yes, Marvel films, is so. huge to us now. We hear, if you haven't heard at Disneyland, we are getting Captain America soon. We oh, have yeah, Thor that. already. And then, and then you have the <laughs> Iron Man uh, Hall of Armor too, right? Yeah, and in Inventions, yeah, that's where you'll find all the Marvel characters right now. But that's another thing people are just clamoring for. Like, we need a Marvel ride in this park. Okay. Especially Tomorrowland's kind of kind of dumpy to some people right now. It's not very Tomorrow-y. So right. people, are, people are ready for, like, an Iron Man ride or something. Yeah. Uh, I, th I know that there's some weird stuff they had to figure out with that in Florida because of Universal having a lot of... Still owning, yeah. Yeah, the, the kind of characters there. Which is kind of, I guess that's like a weird kind of thing going on. But, uh, and then the other thing was, was when you signed up for a Disney Movie Anywhere account, you actually got a free digital, digital copy of The Incredibles as your prize for signing up. I already owned owned it, so I mean, I was like, oh, cool. I didn't get a second copy. I was kind of hoping that like I would have gotten a code for it, so I could have given it like out was like a, a prize or like a contest thing for the website, but. It, it just no, you just, get a, you just get an attaboy. Yeah. Thank you. Good like, job. Like, oh, thanks. You already owned the movie, so you don't get to choose a different one or mm -hmm. just give out a different copy. But, yeah, 
I'm really I like the interface for it too. And if I had an iPad, it'd probably look nicer on the bigger iPad screen. But it looks pretty cool on the iPhone as well. And, and it also it's, it's also integrated in with uh, Disney Movie Rewards too. So you can put the codes in on that, and it'll give you your rewards on the Disney Movie Rewards site too. So. I love Disney Movie Rewards. I've already yeah. I just got my copy of Enchanted in the mail for free oh, nice. pretty recently. I have like twenty five thousand points on there. And cash them in. <laughs> well, I was saving them for a very long time for the Art of Animation resort. Oh. They had like a three day stay there, and then like right, just when I was about to get enough points for it, it's not on there anymore. I was like, oh. what the heck? So now like, I have all these points, and I, I kind of want to save them in case they put it back on there. But I know the minute I spend enough to where I want to have enough for it anymore, then they'll put it back on there. Something cool will come up. Uh, yeah, you should yeah. save them at, at this point. You're right. Yeah, like they they have some uh, studio visits, but I don't need to use codes to do that. I could. I have a friend that would able to get us in there. So, and plus you work there. Well, I mean not at the animation studio, but you know. You no, know. I definitely don't work there. Someday soon. <laughs> Uh, and then the next bit was uh, Disney Animation's Andrew Milstein talked about Frozen, Big Hero 6, and Pixar. Did you get a chance to check out that article, too? Mm, no. Uh, basically, the thing in there, it was, it was a few of the things that, like, Stanford was talking about, is that, uh, uh, talking about a Frozen sequel, and he was saying, at the moment, there's not a sequel on the drawing boards, but could there be? Sure, but we're not engineered around that, the premeditation predetermination of that which is good good to hear that they're not at least publicly saying that they're thinking about doing a sequel to frozen right now i remember last year after wreck it ralph did so well they're not I mean obviously not as well as frozen as I ended up doing but they were even talking about doing a sequel to that which i think wreck it ralph lends itself more to being able to do a sequel than the frozen film does just because i agree i agree just because like wreck it ralph has kind of like the same thing that like who framed Roger Rabbit had where like there's all these different worlds and kind of different things they could do and well like, like the like the genius Brad Bird always says like the point of a sequel is you don't do one or uh, just same for any film until you have a good story yeah. so if they for some reason some magical great story for Frozen popped into somebody's head that wasn't a forced you know trite rehashing it could work but it, it's like you but like you said it, it's probably more likely that you're going to come up with some creative original story from something like Wreck-It Ralph that has like a ton of avenues you could go. Definitely. But uh, I'm excited to see more original films from them. I, I'm pretty excited about all the other ones we've heard about so far, like Zootopia and, mm-hmm. and the and, Big Hero 6. Should we oh, yeah, Big Hero 6 I'm really excited for and the next John Musker and Ron Clements movie and Giants and there's a whole bunch of good stuff that's going to be coming out. And speaking of Big Hero 6, uh, he was asked... Uh, how Disney and Marvel are working together with this. He says, it's more of the perspective of share your wisdom with us, what's working, what's not, but it really lives with the Disney Animation Studio. So it's not, so I don't think this one's going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like all the live action films we've got for Marvel. Are gonna yeah. Be. But I thought that was pretty cool. And he said he, he doesn't think there's a rivalry between Pixar and Disney Animation Studios. Uh, it's basically like a good dome of all just the creative juices mixing together and especially with John Lester going back and forth between both of them and being the head of like the tree like creative stuff. So. Yeah. If I, if anything, I would think now it's more of like a, 
a, a, a positive, all right, show us what you got now. Like, the fact that Disney came up and did something so successful as Frozen and Pixar's had kind of a slumpish time, you could say. Not, you know, some people say Brave and Monsters University, whatever, and Cars too. But I think, if anything, it's a, it's probably a very healthy rivalry and the fact that John Lasseter is, like, the papa for both of them <laughs> probably is uh, just, yeah, I doubt there's, I wouldn't think that there would be a rivalry there. Yeah, but... Uh, the, the next Disney-owned property, uh, Star Wars, is coming. Star Wars Rebels is gonna be coming out this fall, and they've been releasing some more characters from from the show. Uh, Dave Filoni has been doing like these little character kind of profiles on YouTube, uh, kind of going through the, the different characters. There's Ezra, who is basically gonna be like a kind of like a, a Padawan Jedi Padawan kind of character. Zeb who is, like, this big, like, brute, kind of strong alien guy, and then Sabine, who is a Mandalorian, uh, who also, you know, does... She's a Mandalorian Banksy, more or less. Uh, and then there's a, a astromech who's kind of like R2, called Chopper, but he's a little bit more grumpy, apparently, than, than R2-D2 is. So the, if you're a big Star Wars fan, uh, you're going to be looking forward to the show just as much as... I know, like, I am, Stanford is, uh, John. I'm not sure, sh- I don't know if you're, like, a big Star Wars fan, Jessica. Um, I, not really, you know, I do, like, uh, episode four, five, and six, and I'm excited about Disney's hand in it. I know we yeah. just set a release date for, um... Episode seven. Seven on, I think, December 15th, 2015? Yeah. I think is the day I heard, but it, it it's exciting. It's really exciting that Disney owns Lucasfilm now, and I'm I'm pumped to see. I hope you know I I don't know a lot about one, two, and three, but I I, I and I watched them, and but I, and I kind of gleaned that they were kind of a letdown for some people, but so I don't know. But then as far as like the cartoons and all that, I'm I'm not into the world. I pro- I I probably should be. It seems really cool. Well. This Friday, yeah, Friday, uh, seasons one through five of the Clone Wars and the the Clone Wars movie they did, plus the Lost Missions are going to be on Netflix instant, so you can start checking Oh, excellent. Out. That's great. And then uh, Star Wars Rebels is, and that was done by the same guy, Dave Filoni, and most of the same creative team that's going to be doing Star Wars Rebels. So I'm assuming the show's going to have kind of like the same kind of like feel to it. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be tied together at all like if any characters that were in clone wars that survived or didn't turn you know like say anakin into darth vader are going to be in this because rebels is supposed to take place in between episodes three and four but timeline wise it's closer to episode four Mm. so it'll be interesting to see exactly what characters show up and like if any like expanded universe characters like uh star killer from the force unleashed video games like show up because I'm I'm hoping that they do they do because I, I liked Sam Witwer as that character in the game and he already did the voice of like Darth Maul and a few other characters in the Clone Wars animated series so he's already got kind of that friendship with Dave Filoni so I'm hoping that he comes back in some way. That uh, sounds very cool. Yeah, and and then did did you see the the concept art they released for the Book of Life? Yeah, I looked that over a little bit. It looks awesome. Yeah, it look it looks really cool and it has me more excited for the film now. It's by the same company, Real Effects, who mm-hmm. did Freebirds. So 
like the fact that the the concept art for this looks so awesome has me really excited and a little surprised <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah uh, i'm looking forward um, apparently there might be a trailer in the next month or so uh one of the the animators that works at real effects actually follows our podcast on twitter so she was telling us uh, i think that she said there was one that's coming out but yeah, Alison Donato, she said, hopefully a trailer is coming soon, though. She's unsure of when exactly, but yeah. after Is s- there a release date set for that film yet? It's supposed to be coming out, uh, I want to say October or November, because it would make sense to release it around the actual Day of the Dead, since that's the the whole like kind of like backstory kind of concept to the film. Of this year? Yeah, I believe, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see, I'll check really quick. Oh, it just reminded me of the Pixar film and the works for Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, October 17th, 2014. Wow, there we go. We, we ought to get a trailer soon then. Yeah, uh, unless it's like Frozen <laughs> waited until... Oh, like... that's true. They did wait quite, quite a bit. And then... nobody, nobody even knew what Frozen was when I would talk about it. They're like, what is that? Yeah. And then, like, the, oh, the they fir- know now. The first teaser that came out was like a scene that's not even in the film. Oh yeah, the old. Well, yeah, that's right. We had that one for a while. That um, that Olaf Sven one for a while. Yeah. But the first like real trailer was like right before the movie. Yeah. So and, well, unless you watch like the Japanese one that you can, unless you oh, knew yeah. Japanese, didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> but, and they still don't have the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's weird. They got that the awesome trailer for it, and they still don't. So that means for them, they got that trailer super early. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they've got to be streaming it by now. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but going from Book of Life, we are pretty excited for that, and I like the the kind of concept of, like the the way the characters are designed in that too. So that has me more excited for it as well. Uh, and then continuing the ser- series of teaser posters they've been putting out for Auto Train Dragon Two, they put one out for Snoutlout, uh, who's voiced by T.J. Miller, and. <laughs> When I saw it, he's got like this kind of like five o'clock shadow uh, yeah, mustache going on, which I think is perfect for his character. Is <laughs> because it seems like he's trying to be cooler than he, he actually is. Uh, I just I really like these posters, and I'm hoping once all of these character posters are out, that I don't either like either I'll do it or maybe somebody else or DreamWorks themselves will put like a like a banner out that's got all of them together you gotta think it looks like they're setting up for that i mean i would hope they look really cool and i think just individually like the character posters look pretty awesome and i think at this point this is almost all of the main uh like the kid characters at least yeah so yeah i think so it reminds me of uh, the harry potter posters kind of yeah i'm I'm really excited for it and it says on the poster says a classic viking through and through snoutlout always carries himself with bravado. Hookfang is his partner, a stubborn, monstrous nightmare that can light itself on fire. Five years later, this pair of warriors is closer than ever. So, I, yeah, and I like these little, like, brief t- kind of, like, snippets that they're doing with the posters, too. But, yeah, yeah, I think I think this film's going to be really great. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I can't wait. And if you guys listen to the last episode, we're, we're going to be working on getting some of the lead character designers and animation directors from that to be on the podcast as well 
and we'll get Michael back on to talk to him about his work on that movie too. So the next one, you know that that Shrek's that Shrek box that you you have that says the whole story on it, mm-hmm. and that that Shrek four that says Shrek Forever after the final chapter. Yeah, yeah, too bad. <laughs> well, well, according to Jeffrey Kassenberg, uh, that box set was lying because. Yeah. He said we'd like to let them have a little bit of a uh, time to rest, talking about the the voice actors. Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy, Tony Bennett. I thought he was trying to be whimsical and talking actually about about Shrek and Fiona. Uh, But you can be confident that we'll have another chapter in the Shrek series. We're not finished, and more importantly, neither is he. I think he's talking about Shrek there. I just, you know, it's that thing. You got if you can print your own money, I guess. DreamWorks's philosophy is why not, and that's what I've always hoped Disney wouldn't do because I love Disney and I and I like DreamWorks too. But and it's not just DreamWorks. I mean, yeah. every oh, so many companies have done this, but I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I'm surprised that. Um, in a way, I guess I'm surprised that Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz and Eddie Murphy will all agree to it but maybe they have some yeah, kind of because i don't know if they're like even signed on yet i mean like mike myers really hasn't done an, a film since shrek 4 i mean he had that little tiny role in inglorious bastards uh, oh yeah I, I i like mike myers i'd like to see him like do some more films like live action films <laughs> but mm-hmm. i i like shrek but i mean i'd rather if they're gonna do more like shrek kind of films it'd be like they did with puss in boots which was actually a really good movie like if they want to do a spinoff movie, you can do a donkey movie. I don't care, or do a sequel to Puss in Boots. But I think like, maybe a Shrek prequel I might watch. Yeah. Like that might be cool. Maybe, yeah, because I mean, I'm, I I guess that could still make the fourth one still count as the final chapter. Yeah, but, actually, that's true. But then the box set is still lying because it says the whole story. Mm, that's true too. <laughs> and then and, and then, then we I'd wouldn't mostly, have Fiona in it either. Yeah, but, and then I'd mostly be mad because I'd have to to buy a, like another movie and then it'd be not in the box set and it would bug me because of the OCD-ness. Oh yes. It's so frustrating. Uh, but, and the, I think, and this is also along the same kind of thing is that they had Shrek the musical, which you can actually watch on Netflix instant right now. I still want to check that out. It's, it's basically the same story as the, the first film. Was that the Christmas one? Shrek the halls. I saw that. Oh yeah. There's Shrek the hall, Shrek the halls. Um, and there's a few other ones that they did too, like, uh, and they were, that's cute. Shrekless. I don't mind little, yeah, I don't mind little, yeah. why not? Little shorts are cool. Sh- Shrek the musical though is like a, it's a taped like thing of the thing they did on Broadway. Oh, got it. Yeah. So it's like a whole live action, which I wish they would do that with more Broadway shows, record them and make them available to buy like that. So like, if you can't go to somewhere that's, that production is being put on, you can still buy a Blu-ray or a DVD of it and check it out and watch it i mean they could still make money that way too yeah definitely long after the production of that is like closed and whatnot but dreamworks is actually going to be opening an interactive experience called shrek's far far away adventure going to be built in london england uh, dreamworks is building the attraction in partnership with merlin entertainments who who they also you know they they have the london eye london sea life aquarium and london dungeon i guess it'll be enclosed in a 20,000 20, square foot building located at County Hall on the south bank of the River Thames. And wow. 
it'll be nearby the other London attractions that I just named off, and the attraction will have an interactive walkthrough adventure uh, starring characters from the Shrek films. It'll also include a character courtyard where you can meet characters from other DreamWorks animated films like Madagascar, How to Train Your Dragon, and Kung Fu Panda. You know, it's reminded me of on uh, MuggleCast once I heard when they were building, when they were deciding where to put um, the Harry Potter land that ends up being at yeah. Universal Studios. A lot of people obviously wanted it to be in London, and it was just like, that's just not doable in London. Right. It's just not for whatever reason, but... Although now London has, is... has that tour at Pinewood Studios. Where you can yeah, go yeah. on the actual like, sets. Yeah, so that's like more for like the... Um, well, that big Potter fest that they do. Right. But like, you know, a theme park, like I guess it was just determined London wouldn't fit, but like this sounds like a DreamWorks theme park to me. Yeah. Which is which is pretty cool. I guess that's gonna be the first of a few that they're gonna be building around the world, so maybe we'll get one in the US too. I would uh, think so. Yeah. But I don't I don't know where exactly it would be if it'd be in Los Angeles too or or Florida or some other random I, spot I bet in the United Florida. States. But uh, I'm I'm excited about the Harry Potter world coming to Universal Studios in Hollywood. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot wait! And that they're doing a really cool expansion to the one in Florida. I've, I haven't been to that one. But I want to go so bad. It looks so great. Like they're adding like a London waterfront, and you can <sighs> go on the Hogwarts Express uh, to to the part they already have, which like all that spot. But I think what's cool is that on the windows for that that train when you go on it, they're gonna be like these really ultra HD, like, basically TVs that make it look like you're looking out along the countryside of, like, what you would see if you, like, you were in the films, like, in the in the train. Oh, wow. But in reality, you're, like, going, like, on the back lot, like, over, like, through trailers and stuff. So in, until one goes out, and then you get to see some oh, yeah. guys smoking backstage. Oh, stupid kid. <laughs> or it's just, like, a blinking black screen, and it looks like the... The, I guess that'd be like nighttime. It'd be, if their default was just black, that'd be probably be better because it'd right. be like night. And I'm sure they'll have like some kind of stuff going on where like there's people flying by, like on brooms or dragons flying by and stuff like that. Dementors come up to the window oh, yeah, and smash cool. the hand. Or touch it and it like freezes. But... Be cool. Enough geeking out about Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> so that that is our our news section for the week. We'll be back in a few seconds with our new trailers. For someone else, but not for me Our love was out to get me And that's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Alright, and we're back with our trailer for the week We have one this week, it's for Song of the Sea which is, it's more of like a concept trailer for the film than like a teaser or a theatrical trailer. Uh, what, did, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was really, really beautiful and yeah. great colors. It reminded me of the art style of Mary Blair, famous Disney concept artist. Uh, if you don't know her work, it's like basically if you've been on Small World, like that style, like these, you know... A lot of pastels and water, or I shouldn't say pastels, watercolors. So really, really beautiful. In fact, just seeing that made me want to go look more at what Tom Moore and uh, the guys at G-Kids have done. And yeah, now I want to go see, um, what is it called? 
Secretly Cows. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Secretly Cows, yep. Which yeah. is actually, just so you know, available. On Netflix. Or free on Hulu. Oh, there you go. I don't know about Netflix. It came up when I searched on Hulu. Maybe it is on Netflix. I'll start. I don't know. And uh, I I thought it looked really cool. I read a little bit about it. He had said he wanted, like, a part of him wanted to do it, like, as an internet comic or whatever. But he realized that the story was so much about music that it needed to be animated. Yeah. And um, I'm excited. It looks really super artsy. And uh, he had, they the Secret of the Kells was nominated in 2009 for um, best animated feature. So yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoy Secret of the Cults. This is a good time of year to watch it too. Perfect. A very Irish film to, to watch around St. Patrick's Day. I, re, I yeah. really like uh, the style of that film because it's, it's kind of it looks very stained glassy kind of mm-hmm. like animated. It's also also like if you ever looked like in an old Celtic uh, Bible or or book like that, the characters are very stylized to look like the the drawings you would see or the art you would see in, in those books as well. Uh, and then this, like like you're saying, Tom Moore, uh, his second animated feature, Song of the Sea, looks to be just as like beautifully animated. And it's about selk- Irish selkies. So if, you, if you're a big Irish guy and you, you like uh, different Irish mythology, he's he's definitely be a good guy to, to follow career for the different films he's going to be doing and they're based out of ireland right or yeah france ireland yeah, yeah. uh ireland's cartoon saloon in partnership yeah, yeah. with yeah. european animation houses uh Melusine productions the big farm norlam and super proud but i guess selkies are seals who shed their skin to become humans on land which which is pretty whoa 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 that's interesting awesome. yeah and you can see a little bit of that in the trailer like the how they kind of uh transform i like taking a little national pride too i like embracing your culture or whatever it is and like making something about it and Definitely. i think that's really cool from to, from ireland because there's so much rich storytelling heritage in these old folk tales so i'm 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 pretty excited and now uh, we were talking about uh, harry potter a little earlier brendan gleason does will be doing a voice in, in the film as well just oh, like he stuff. did he did one in secret of the Kells too so I'm definitely excited to check this out whenever it ends up coming out. It's supposed to be released sometime this year. Uh, it hasn't have doesn't have a distinct release date yet here in the U.S. And I love I really like that too. As I was like browsing their website, I think it's Song of the Sea.blogspot.com. I could be wrong, but it's really cool. Like they have this like totally like nonplus like attitude, like super chill. Like yeah, we're like you know picking up endorsements here and like that maybe they're like it's just so not big corporation like it just feels so right like authentic and like i don't know just you know i'm glad that there's some people still making animation that way because i know people say oh animation is so expensive no it's cheaper than it's ever been like if if you want it to be and it's all about story and and your time that you put into it and i'm really happy with their company it looks really cool yeah there's all these different techniques you can do too mm-hmm. so there's there's a bunch of different ways you can animate stuff and the fact that like his stuff looks so different from other hand-drawn or cg animation is pretty awesome as well so I'm yeah definitely looking forward to whenever that comes out whether it be on straight to blu-ray here in the u.s or if it actually gets like an art house or very limited release in theaters here too so with that, that is our trailer for the week. We'll be back to 
close out the show with her recommendations. So we'll be back in a few seconds. with our recommendations for the week. My recommendation this week is another How It Should Have Ended short from our friends over there. Uh, how Batman Begins Should Have Ended. <laughs> so this rounds out their their Batman Begins uh, Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises trilogy of How It Should Have Ended shorts. I really enjoyed this. I, th- I thought it was really funny. What did you think about it? Uh, I... Oh, the first half, but I still haven't seen it. But I think it's funny that they worked backwards and, like, they ended their right. little trilogy with Batman Begins, which is actually my favorite one in the Batman series, too. I really like I mean, I guess I like them all, but I really, really was blown away when Batman Begins came out. So I'm going to watch it the second that we're done here because I'm very excited. And I think that the work that they do and the how things should have ended is awesome. Another super creative, small group that is great definitely i i really enjoyed the the jokes in this one too because like there's there's usually stuff in them that you didn't notice the first time you watched the movie they kind of like pull apart to so like if that had happened like the film could have ended completely differently like how he's holding him how are you holding him oh yeah yeah. (laughs) because i'm which is which is a nice uh running joke that they've been doing with the the super cafe on there too and now they have the the villains pub so that's pretty funny too is that really morgan freeman's voice he sounds so much like him i don't, I don't think it is uh they they have at the end that they had a guest voice i think it might have been that guy jeez louise he's good they have had Stan Lee on the How the Amazing Spider-Man Should Have Ended, though. That was yes, Stan Lee, is, he is so awesome. He will go out and do anything. I liked the, the ending to that one a lot because it has the, the, the Avengers in it. And he's like, was it you, Hulk? Was, <laughs> we're not even in this short journey. But yeah, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. So what, what was your recommendation for the week? Um, I would say go and watch Mr. Hublot because it's actually available on YouTube. You just uh, search it and it's about 11 minutes and it was very cute. Um, the theme of it reminds me of uh, actually as good as it gets as it begins and maybe if you watch it you'll see why. But is really, I don't like, am I going to say that I think it should have beat Get a Horse? I don't know. I really loved Get a Horse, but it it was um, really heartwarming and definitely worth watching. It's definitely worth eleven minutes of your time. Yeah, I've and had it's a chance. the Academy Award winner, so go see. I I've only had a chance to watch like four minutes of it before we started, but I really enjoyed the look of it. Uh, mm-hmm. If you, you remember Blue Skies Robots, yeah, it's almost like if if the that have been animated today. It's like that same kind of design, like where everything is like made out well, of. Well, it's like, yeah, steampunk, they call it. Yeah. So yeah, it's very hip right now. Steampunk. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was pretty awesome. Uh, and I am looking forward to watching the rest of that as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it won the best animated short. Uh, although I have not seen the other ones. So 
Uh, I you saw Get a Horse though, right? I'm sure. And no, I haven't, I haven't seen Get a Horse yet either. That's a good one. When That's I saw when I f- saw Frozen, I didn't have Get a Horse in front of it yet. You have a 3D TV though, right? Yeah, yeah. which is Perfect. why I was upset that Frozen is not coming out on 3D Blu-ray. Oh, so you don't ever get to see? I wonder if there's gonna be a way for you to see specifically at least Get a Horse in, on your 3D TV. I would uh-huh. really riot if that did not happen because that really needs to be seen in 3d one of our listeners sent us a link to the uk blu-ray which is apparently going to be 3d and it's region free Hmm. but it's 16.99 in pounds so converted that's about 40 bucks 30 to 40 35 40 dollars then there's international I, shipping, so it's yeah, like sixty a lot. bucks. I, I, and the rest of the movie, there's some stuff that's really cool in 3D, like the snow was really great. Obviously, the atmosphere, but specifically, get a horse. Like they should sell that. Can you buy 3D through like iTunes or no? You have to get a disc for it. Uh, you can get it through Vudu, like I was talking about earlier. Oh yeah, that's the only okay. place I know of right now. I was kind of hoping that the digital copy that I got with Frozen would be the 3D version. Well, at least forget a horse. I wish they would come out with it for you. It was very cool because, yeah. you know, the whole point of it is part of it is 3D. But anyways, it is a very excellent, totally different genre, though. The Mr. Hublot, it's story centric and it's and it's character driven. It's really very, very heartwarming. And I'm I'm happy at one. It actually is very good. There is a dollar theater around here, though, that I'm I'm waiting for it to show up there because they have 3D movies. So I'm hoping like within the next week or so. A dollar theater with 3D movies? Yeah. That is amazing. So it ends up being like $5 to see a 3D movie. That's great. Yeah, definitely go. Go see it. And it's usually around the time that it comes out on Blu-ray, so it'll oh, probably be so with cool. like yeah, the next week Yeah, we've got one here too, so. but that's really great. I don't think ours is 3D. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, they have the nut job right now on 3D, which is kind of much, I thought was kind of funny that they already have that. And Frozen's been out since, like, November, and they don't have that yet. Mm, but. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that there's a nut job, too, scheduled, but... <laughs> oh, well, it did really well for for that time frame, I guess, in January. Yep. And for how much, I guess, it costs to make the movie, so... You know what else I didn't see that's at the, that dollar theater here now is Dinosaur, too. I didn't go see that, but I'm thinking about maybe... Oh, the well, Walking with Dinosaurs? Or, yeah, I'm sorry, Walking with Dinosaurs, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's coming out soon on Blu-ray, too, because I never got to see that either. But, yeah, definitely going to check out the rest of Mr. Hublot. Uh, I'm sure it has, like you said, it was very earned Oscar winning for that. But did, did you get a, what did you think about the Oscars last night before before we finish off? For like the little bit with, because I know you didn't get to watch all of it, but no, yeah, I got home actually and turned on the TV just in time to see, uh, just a little bit before Adina came out, so I didn't get to see too much at all. Um, I didn't even get to see Frozen win. I really loved seeing Bobby and Kristen Anderson Lopez, though their oh, speech was so adorable. The little musical, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was really. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. Like it was like at first you think it's gonna be awkward, like oh no, what are they doing? And then they just nailed it I, I loved it and it was just so sweet that little ending she gave to her daughters and you just you know i mean uh and, oh and what is it now uh robert lopez is what do they call it the evot or whatever oh, you got, got yeah. a, i mean oh, you got yeah grammy Emmy, grammy oscar, oscar tony. tony that is pretty cool must be a pretty cool looking mantle with 
Yeah. One of each. And then just have like a seventh grade bowling trophy just, just to keep your humility. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that those are our recommendations for the week. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Uh, don't forget you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. I'm at Just Disney. And you can follow the show at Animated Podcast. You guys can feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our site, animationfascination.wordpress.com. And you can also like us on Facebook just by searching for Animation Fascination. And if you guys would also help us out just by leaving us a, a, a review on iTunes, it would help get our, our status up on iTunes. Hopefully a five-star review. Uh that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, let us know how you like the show, if there's anything you'd like us to change or add to it or whatnot, stuff like that. But I'm Mark Vibbert for myself, Jessica Wersky, and all of our staff at Animation Fascination. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. When I get older, losing my head Many years from now Still be sending me a Valentine Birthday greetings, bottle of wine If I'd been out till quarter to three Would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? And just in case you guys haven't listened to us before, every other episode, this podcast focuses... Oh, crap. And there's first blooper. <laughs> Can you hear my dishwasher? Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think it's about to go to the, the drying part anyway, so... I shouldn't be... I didn't even know dishwashers dried. That's cool.